Hello there and welcome to Hungry. Hungry is the podcast for the next wave of challenger food and drink brands looking to pour gasoline all over their growth. Each week we'll interview successful founders, thought leaders, unpack their lessons and provide you with the toolkit to scale super fast. I am Dan Pope, I am your host and without further ado, let's get started. Hi there, guys. Thank you so much for listening as always. It means the absolute world to me. Before we jump into this episode, I need a really big, 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 big favor. I have pitched some massive guests, humongous guests, and unfortunately, they've said no because my subscriber count isn't big enough. Please, please, please just hit the subscribe button on Apple or Spotify or follow. Ultimately, it helps all of us bigger. Guests equals better conversations, equals hopefully better insights for you, which means you can scale hopefully faster with a little less stress as well. So please hit that subscribe button and yeah, enjoy this episode. Hello there, people and listeners of The Hungry Podcast. Um, Today, I'm super, super excited to welcome Barry Darnell back to the podcast and his business partner slash creative director, Mike Johns, to the podcast um, Barry and I recorded uh, an episode last week all about how to build brands with character and personality. Um, and this is the first of many hungry nibbles. So they're short, snappy, concise, um, almost like little mini podcasts that are kind of 10 to 15 minutes long. Um, and these guys are very, very kindly pulled together a deck that details how to build a brand with character and you guys can going to get access to this. Um, so chaps, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. No it's worries. To be here. Yeah. It's good to be back, mate. Yeah. After, after the conversation we had last week, I just thought, you know, you know, people listen to me ramble on, but I could actually add more value to the, uh, to the conversation. So we decided to give you a bit of a, a glimpse, like to how we, how we approach our process analog, um, through yeah. this deck. Yeah. It's kind of like a top line document of how to kind of think about your brand, as a character and how to bring it to life and questions you can ask yourself to help build a stronger brand. I mean, it's so interesting because I, I think I've, I've always, one of the questions I ask all guests is what is a brand? And the more and more guests I've asked is they say a, a brand is ultimately a human connection or it's a personality. So I think this will be super valuable for listeners of how they can ask the internal questions that will then, you know, make it, make their brand kind of manifest and come alive. Um, so yeah, we build brands with a character. You guys want to kind of talk us through this deck then? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we will brands with character. That's analog strapline. That's our ethos. Like everything we do is playful. It's all based around bringing character to whatever we do. So whether that's a brand, whether that's illustration, motion, anything we touch is going to, you know, we're going to think of it as a character and bring a bit more playfulness to the, to the project. Um, so that's, that's how we see, uh, the work that we do. And this document like kind of outlines that. So. If you want to build a brand with character, we feel like you need to think of it as a character. Totally. Yeah. So um, to start off with, we always find it helpful to ask yourself some questions to help bring that character to life and kind of mold that personality. So it could be from anything from are they serious or playful? What are their values? How old are they? Or what is their favorite genre of music? Just like these top line questions always help bring um, you know, create a foundation to, to that character. It's a, it's character profiling, really. So it's a different approach to some of the questions, like the more dry questions that maybe design agents ask. We try and think of it as like a, a, a as a yeah, like as a profiling exercise to kind of get us on, on a on a on a really nice, interesting page. Yeah, it's it's, it's all about being playful. So questions like, what would you bring to a party? You know, you could be the one that just brings your own booze, or you could bring like games and kind of like the, you know, you're the DJ, or whatever. You could 
bring so much um, mm. different things to uh, different kind of scenarios. Yeah, so. and I think um, also like when we when we did your uh, work, Dan. Obviously, you are the person. You know, you're so intrinsically linked because you're you know it's like a an individual. So. It w- these questions would probably feel like questions for you, but also you can think of them as a third party, like if your brand is an entity rather than the person just solely behind the brand. But generally we find there is a connection there because it's something that people are obsessed with and, and you know, it, it manifests through them anyway. So. I mean, it's, I mean, the, the, the delicious example of this is, is, you know, alternative milks and asking these questions. If you compare kind of minor figures on the left and, and rude health on the right, you know, very distinctively, what would they bring to a party? What's their favorite genre of music? What's their catchphrase? What's their drink of choice? Um, what could they live, not live without? You could see them as very different personalities at a, diff- at a dinner party. And I think for our listeners, it's, it's brilliant because to, to ultimately to stand out, you know, everyone can copy your product. Everyone can, um, well, everyone is coming to copy your product. But I think brand and how to create that playfulness and personality is going to kind of you, you know, fend off any competition when it comes to actual product. I, th- I think it's brilliant, mate. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And then this leads into a bit more of a even more playful kind of quick fire round. So cut, cutting out all the fat and just kind of asking yourself, do you watch Netflix or YouTube? Are you um, more versed to phone calling or texting, cardio or weights, jogging or hiking? And these kind of really quick fire questions like bring out something about your character and I think help define the character of the brand that you're trying to create. Yeah. And also they can get you warmed up as well. If you sometimes it's hard, it's maybe a slight step change to shift into the mindset that we were talking about on the previous page. So if that is a problem, you could start with these just to get you kind of fired up and into the kind of way of thinking. Yeah. And you don't want to overthink it. So yeah. whatever comes to you, to yeah. your mind, first of all, it should be the, it should be what you write down. I completely agree. And, and once our listeners have asked themselves these questions, they've gone through this deck now what like what's what's the kind of the next step i suppose so yeah as, as barry mentioned that's just to kind of get you warmed up and thinking about your personality these are things to kind of consider before you approach a design agency or a freelance designer or something to help you with the the brand itself yes. so we split into three sections the first being what problem are you trying to solve so we always find that when you're creating a brand it's always good to kind of fill a gap in the market and kind of um, try and solve a problem that the consumer is having. So, you know, how are you trying to enhance their lifestyle in some way or another? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think definitely having that makes you more sticky as well. If you can solve people's problems, you've got the most chance of sticking around for, you know, a good period of time and maybe becoming those one of those household name brands that, you know, everybody's striving to become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a tip there we just on this page as well, like we talked about Dan on our call where, you know, people see a lot of trends coming from the US or other countries, but just remember the UK has got its own sensibilities as well. So just because something works in another country doesn't mean it will work, work in the UK. Sometimes you've got to identify what is the the, the, the English, the UK version of that, that, that thing as well. So I think you're so right is the foundation. If you see a, a brand like building, kind of building something, the foundation is what problem do you solve? That's the first. But then when you ask these questions about character, you then allow yourself to differentiate on the problem you're solving, i.e., if you bear it down to its complete bare knuckles, root health um, and minor figures solve the same problem. It's, you know, alt milk, dairy alt milk. But the way they solve that problem and who they speak to is very, very different consumers. You know, it's more like one's more kind of hipsters, one's more kind of, you know, foodies, etc. So it's, it's really interesting how you start with a problem and then build on 
the personality and the characters to then target different parts of the market, one, and two, stand out in crowded categories. Well, that's it. You, you find the problem and then you, you then look at your story. So this brings us on to the next, the next thing to consider. Do you have a brand story? Whether it's small, big, you know, a really lengthy story or just a little story that you can kind of latch on to that may not be so interesting to you, but when you tell somebody else for the first time, they may be really inspired you know, by that story. So yeah. uh, a little tip here, it doesn't have to be a number one bestseller. Just keep it short, honest and concise. And it normally does the, does the job. And it, you know, yeah. that, that, that sets you apart from everybody else. That individuality from your own experiences and your story really helps. Yeah. I think the word there as well, honesty for me is probably the big word where, you know, you really want to come from a place of authenticity and being real about it. Cause obviously, you know, people just do smell through the BS really quickly. So yeah, just, you know, honesty and integrity is really important as well with a brand story. Yeah, just just jot it down, just write it down and kind of get it down on paper so you you can, you know, start thinking about yourself in a bit more detail. It's yeah. it's, it's great to do. Yeah. And how many times should they be going through this process? It's like this is this like a one stop shop or is it an iterative thing? Because I know for myself, it's like if I've got an idea, I then go back to it. Like with the name Hungry, for example, it was gonna be Hungry for Growth. And then I had to go away, give it some time to sort of bake and then come back to it. I was like actually just can the, the for growth do you see what i mean is this like an iterative thing or is it a one-step thing i think i think things can evolve you know you can add to your story you can have add you know it's a journey it's a, it's a journey yeah. yeah exactly so it's constantly evolving and changing but i think this is this document's for the foundations you know it's it's, it's top line things which can help help you yeah. kind of ask yourself the right questions and make sure you're writing down and kind of uh, thinking about the uh, most compelling things yeah and, if, and also if you can't articulate it don't worry just get it out of your head you know you can pay a copywriter or you can pay somebody else or you can spend more time articulating articulating it down the line but the main thing is just to get it out of your head and start just manifesting it and, and realizing it yeah, it's brilliant i think the questions are so kind of delicious because i think that the uh, the brand often exists in the founder's soul and head and i think it's just the hardest thing is is putting that on paper one and then two bring it to life as a brand so mate these are these are absolutely brilliant um cool so got the brand story where now so yeah naming your company might be obvious but you know a lot um a lot of brands kind of fall at the first hurdle when they think of a great name and don't kind of do the research that should be involved in it so make sure you're doing your google checks you're checking on company's house because we've had it happen so many times before when you thought of an amazing name or you know yeah. and then you've taken you know on a design agency or like whoever to get involved you spend time money on it and then you realize there's a, another company doing a similar thing with the same name or a similar, similar name and you kind of just, you kind of get confused. You don't know where to go from there. So it's a, it's good to just check, check, check and um, yeah, just yeah. be really careful about naming. Yeah. And I guess another point on that is if you've got something and you've checked it and it is available, register it for the sake of naming a company on a company's house. You know, it's not a lot of money because um, there's nothing worse like Mike said you get down the line and all of a sudden you go back on there and somebody's registered a name and it, it, it does happen you know people are thinking in the same about this, the same trends and the same things are you know manifesting quite it goes in waves of trends of different things that are popular so definitely worth if you find something you like for the sake of a small amount of money trying to register that I also think to kind of build on that is um sometimes come up come up with lo loads and loads and loads of names and then refine it down so my friend Amelia, who's um, owns a company called Bold Bean Co., um, who've now just got into Waitrose, she started with a bucket load of names, and she started with Humble Bean, 
And I remember I did not, it was exclusively me, but I said to her like, oh, you're, you're bold. Like, don't call it humble bean. You're super, super bold. And what she did, she went on Instagram and was like, okay, these are three names, which one resonates the most and almost kind of stress tested it with her, her small, but niche diehard fans. And then everyone said, call it bold bean. And now look, lo and behold, she's, she's in Waitrose. So I think, um, the, the naming is so important. And I think people ru sometimes rush it if I'm being honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what, what you said there, Dan, about um, getting other people's input, that comes in the, one of our um, further points. But it's always good to kind of ask people around you, you know, get their input because you become so isolated sometimes when you think about your brand so much and you, you kind of, you don't really see clearly. So to have somebody else's input, you know, it's, it's always helpful. Um, and yeah, so now you have a solid foundation. What's your brand going to look like? So Again, this solid foundation is just top line to get you thinking about the brand in the in the best way we think is possible. Um, so now it's kind of thinking about the visual aesthetic of the brand. So first thing first, get inspired. Obviously, um, you need to find reference points which kind of outline the, the, the visual aesthetic of the brand that you want to create um, and kind of compile that into, into one place. Um, but you can find inspiration from anything, you know, to, to help design agencies like ourselves it's not just a picture, that, not a piece of artwork. It could be fashion. It could be other brands that you're interested in. Other, other, well, the categories other as well, categories. not just the same categories. You know, yeah, definitely. It can just be, be anything that kind of sets a tone and a, and a feeling. Yeah. We feel, you know, Pinterest is a good place to start with that because what you can do on Pinterest is you can create, you, know, you can get one master ball where you're just throwing everything in and then you can start to curate it down into like things you love or even different buckets as well. So... I think not needing to looking at other categories is so, so important. Um, what, what, um, Jamie Lang said on here is do not follow logic is one of his tips for is for listeners. He says, if you want to create a brand, go and look at fridges or sneakers or something completely in a, in a completely, um, you know, different field and then come back to the category with ideas. So I think this is brilliant and it brings it to live with Pinterest and mood boards, et cetera. Yeah. We often use a technique like a day in the life of that consumer. So, you're not just looking at one category. You're kind of taking their their kind of what, what they what brands or things they look at when they wake up. You know, lunchtime. What where do they go? What do they do? Who do they interact with? And what brands or things that they can draw inspiration from all the way through their day. And it's good to kind of um, analyze that to begin with. Um, but yeah, distilling all that reference points from other categories into one a concise mood board that can tell us stories is always helpful. So don't duplicate things is one of the tips. And um, if, you know, if there's an image doing something or the same thing on the same page, it's, it's not needed to be really kind of thorough and kind of, um, uh, yeah. yeah. We, we, we say like basically if you can tell a story in like four to six pictures and, and make those pictures the kind of, like you say, self-curation down so that not saying the same thing they're kind of there for a purpose on that page will really help you you can have multiple mood boards as well you could have like that you know different like when we present back to clients we won't just go with one mood board we'll have probably four five or six different feelings and then it's, it's you know they will resonate differently with yourself and with other people and you know internally as well so no, I, I, what I'm learning from you guys is almost do more than necessary and then refine. And so there's like, so it doesn't have to be perfect first time round. As you said, this journey evolves. So you could be more, more than one name, more than, more than one mood board, but just get going with the ideas and then it will begin to kind of compound. Um, 
Okay, cool. So, so what they've got in the slide now is, okay, so how is your brand going to talk? Do you want to run us through this, guys? Yeah, so we've looked at the, um, the aesthetic of the brand briefly, and now we're kind of looking at your tone of voice. So this, is, again, is, is equally as important as the, the look of the brand, is how you, how you talk and how you kind of influence people through your, your tone of voice. So, again, this kind of touches on those initial questions. So, you know, are they serious or playful? You know, what are their values? What are their hobbies? And what's their favorite genre of music? These, these are all things that you can ask yourself again, like re revise, uh, revisit those questions that we initially looked at and kind of create this kind of tone of voice, this, this language that you're going to, that you're going to share. Or those questions that you answered before can now become the foundations to like answer these speaking questions. You know, for instance, if they're into a certain type of music or into other things, they're going to speak in a certain way. So they can help you inform this as well as, so it's like a, you know, a dual exercise really. Yeah, once, once you have your tone of voice, it really helps for further down the line when you think of campaigns, you instantly know, okay, this needs to be serious because, you know, we're a serious brand or we can be playful. You're not thinking about on the spot, oh, you know, what, what kind of tone of voice are we going to go for this time? To have that kind of clear top avenue, line. yeah, top line tone of voice is always helpful. And do you have the tone of voice in, in terms of like three or four buzzwords or like pillars? So, so for example... With again, it's me, but with a lot of my writing, it's like it's got to be bold. It's got to be kind of very, very cheeky. Um, like the two things that I always go by. But for a brand, would it be okay? So we're always going to be, I don't know, serious, or we're always going to speak like this person. How do they actually do it? If that makes sense. Yeah, you don't have to confuse things. So you, you kind of create, as you say, like three buckets or three keywords, and then expand on that. Kind of like so, if it's playful then you've got like a, a paragraph explaining why you're playful or how are you playful how are you different yeah. in other ways to other playful brands and so you've got those three almost values in tone of voice to, to work from yeah and also making sure you know you don't have to hit every single value in every single post one can lean more into the playfulness one can lean more into the kind of boldness for instance so yeah you don't always have to hit every pillar in every single post you can just make sure that it's hitting one of those pillars yeah and it's kind of like a checklist so mm. you know when you're about to post something or when you're about to create something you're like okay let me just revisit it are we playful yeah okay great that's good let's let's yeah. let's move on yeah, and if there's other people in the brand and the business further down the line it gives them something to check back to so they you know everybody's on the same page that's super useful mate and i remember well you gave me a lot of um help with my podcast sponsorship deck and you're like mate, it just doesn't sound like you. It's like, it was very, I don't know, it just didn't sound like you. And I've done that and it's, it seems to be working. So yeah, I think it's so, just having those things before you go into meetings or decks or, um, or you know, posting on social is super useful. Yeah, and I mean, one of the, the, the tip on this page is which, which influencers would you want to promote your brands? That really kind of um, restricts almost that tone of voice even further. So as soon as you think of some an influence that you think, oh, that'll be perfect for my brand, how do they speak? Yeah. You know, how do they um, converse with the, their public, their, their community? A hundred percent. Okay, cool. So post, they got the tone of voice down. Now what? So yeah, these are just the final tips. So you know, you've got the you've got the questions to ask yourself to build that character. You've got things to consider. Those main things to consider, and then. Um, the obviously the visuals tone of voice and then these are just final tips that we think are really helpful so yeah I mean, so you know start right you know um, investing in your brand is the only way to set you apart from your competition so you know whether that's on your own or with a freelancer or engage with a design agency 
time spent answering these questions going through this deck hopefully will give you some real added value and you'll just be much better informed and that means that the work that, that's done down the line will be of more value yeah and then the next tip is get feedback as, as we touched on earlier so always get feedback from what you're doing because you're so isolated sometimes and you're so kind of focused in, in yeah you're living in the brands so you need to kind of step back and kind of get other people's opinion you, you might not take that on board but it's always this good to see what the you know your community or the people that you are um, approaching is you know what what do they think of the brand and like you said dan you know put a put a poll on instagram or use something like survey monkey or um there's a thing called viper where you can actually get you know consolidated feedback and things we put some links in the in the deck there but yeah just ask questions ask your friends ask your family um, yeah no it's so true because i think every, everyone sees their brand is like a baby it's almost like when you're when you're uh, watching your kid at sports day it's like you're only focusing on your kid not what's actually going on in the race and i think you need to solicit some external feedback of how external and objective feedback of how it's actually going to be looking in the market i think yeah using this i've never heard of viper clients so that just sounds yeah insane for listeners cool and then yeah, sorry final one is um step back yeah, so don't forget you've been working on this for a, for a long time and it gets gets familiar. So what a lot of people do is they kind of feel like they need to change things Yeah. after after a while. But for everybody else, they're seeing your brand for the first time, the majority of the time, so it's always fresh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you're creating a brand, you feel like, oh, that, that, that feels stale to me, so I'm going to change it or, you know, let it let it grow for a bit longer and let, just kind of let it, let it bake in before you start tweaking it. And uh, changing it. So. Yeah. I mean, like, like Mike said on that point, you know, we might work on a project and it might be two years till it actually sees a light of day. So we've been working it two years. We're like, you know, we work on like movies like Jurassic World and we know what's going to happen like three years ahead of time. So when the movie comes out, we're kind of like, oh, you know, it's been and done. But you've got to admit, like Mike said, it's the first time people are seeing this brand, but that might be in six months or in a year or in two years, it might still be the first time they're seeing that brand. So stick stick with your guns and like you say you can tweak and adjust but just don't rush into con- changing everything before it's had time to get traction i mean that's so such a good point i haven't actually thought about is everyone i think every two years or three years think they need a rebrand or a, a brand refresh and i think most founders and i'm worse at this is it's it's new shiny toy syndrome it's like you you want to change your clobber every every autumn get a new fa- fresh pair of clothes or a jacket it's like doing that with your brand but people haven't actually seen you for the first time so i think yeah, once you've got it down, just stick with it and, and ride it out for a long time. I think to your point, though, there is a period, there's a point where you go, actually, our business has changed. It may have grown. It may have, it may have step changed. It might be selling a slightly different product and things. And that's the point when, yes, a rebrand might be the thing to do. If, if your goals change, maybe you were D2C and now you want to become supermarket and your packaging isn't communicating the way it is. That might be the time to do a rebrand, but for a reason rather than just for tweaking for tweaking's sake. Yeah. Chaps, that was unreal. I'm going to put this deck on LinkedIn and I'm going to put a link to the podcast below so people can kind of look at the deck and then read it. Um, but look, really appreciate it. It's so kind and you didn't have to do this. And I think it's it's just so actionable and practical for our listeners. So thank you so much. No worries. I mean, yeah, we hope it has value and we'd love to hear feedback as well, you know, from you guys. If it is valuable, let us know. And yeah, happy to help and good to chat. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. 
if you like that episode only if you liked it please do give it five stars subscribe tell all your friends families foes next door but one cat dog whatever please tell everyone about this podcast it means the world to me and i really want to understand what your pain points are as the new wave of of challenger food and drink brands please do hit me up on linkedin search dan pope and hopefully we can together create a more meaningful and powerful podcast for the next wave of challenger food and drink brands thank you so much Thank you.